Step into a world of magic and limitless possibilities with me, your host, Katie Soul. I'm not just your average podcaster. I'm a former Fortune 100 exec who dared to escape the rat race and embark on my own mystical journey. Together, we'll discover that a mystical life is not something you stumble upon. It's a life you consciously create. Join me as we explore inspiring stories of extraordinary souls who fearlessly pursued their dreams and unlocked their inner radiance. Welcome to my world where magic awaits and your light shines bright. Hello and welcome to the Mystical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Soul, and I have my dear friend, Anissa, right here beside me today. We thought we'd do something a little bit different and have this experience in person. So it's extra special for both of us, and I hope you enjoy this format too. For all of our listeners, I am offering a very, very special gift to you for championing the beginning of this podcasting journey, for tuning in and listening. I'm offering 30% off of classes at Soul School with the code podcast as a special gift of gratitude from my heart to yours. And without further ado, let's dive in today. So Anissa, tell us, who are you really? hate that question, but um, I know that's been a theme lately. Yeah. I feel like when people usually ask like, who are you? They mean, what do you do for a job? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so now, so I, I worked as like an investor in finance for many years. Um, and I still do that a little bit, but now I've founded a company called Alkamar, a platform really <laughs> that is focused on really the language of symbolism, but through the intersection of tarot, art, dreams, but when we're launching in December, so it'll it'll be exciting. But Ooh. and then I, I do tarot readings as well. Um, but Alkamar is really focused on helping people learn their own symbolic language, not just with a tarot deck, but like in their in their lives, really. So there'll be lots to explore. But we're starting with tarot and art. Amazing. Yes. We're so excited. And by the time this podcast is out in the wild, the launch will be pretty soon. Yeah, we'll have to do some kind of code for everyone who's listening. Yes, we will add that to to the the show notes. Yeah. Hmm. Perfect. So let's take a moment before we really dive in. Anissa is going to lead us in a really simple practice to move us out of our heads where our human self resides with all those worries and fears and to-do lists and into our heart where our divine self resides. I'm going to turn it over to Nisa now. Um, Yeah. So I really, since a lot of my relaxation and heart connection had to be done in like meetings with lots of people, I can't do and I couldn't do anything that Mm. obvious. Yeah. Um, I know that feeling. I just remembered a great tip I got from a tantric teacher and that was to relax your tongue. Cause if you can't, if you're Mm. like, you can't relax your tongue without your whole body being relaxed. So that's like, that's the, the benchmark for me. So let's just breathe and try and relax our whole bodies and check in on how relaxed your tongue is. 
And if your tongue's glued to the roof of your mouth, that probably means it's not relaxed, right? And sometimes like this just happened for me, but sometimes you're like, you'll feel a lot of release in your jaw because like, again, you can't keep the tension if your tongue is relaxed. So just let it come. Let it do its thing. Hmm. And after you feel like you've relaxed into your body, um, Really just check in with your heart, check in with how you're feeling. Wow. It's so simple. Yeah. And a quick way to drop into your heart. I'm going to yeah. add that to my repertoire. Yeah. Thank you no, so much. The relax your tongue trick. is like, And it's a way to make yourself laugh. Like if you're really, really stressed and you're sitting there trying to relax your tongue, you end up, you end up laughing at yourself and that's the best transition for anything. So amazing. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So let's dive in today. I'm curious, how did you come up with a name for your new company? So my dad's Algerian. So I'm Algerian American. Um, but I, was really looking, I think when we think about the sun and the moon, you can think about like your conscious and unconscious and the sun's obviously your conscious side. And I think a lot of my femininity was part of my sort of shadow unconscious. Mm. And also my connection with Algeria was was that. And I was sort of playing with words in Arabic and uh, kamar is, is the word for moon. Ooh. So I sort of created a it's not an, an exact translation i added a cue and i put it all together but alkamar really is a reference to the moon in arabic so that's so beautiful yeah and i like that you added a cue i added a cue just i felt like it needed i don't know balance or something I like yeah two cues and maybe something more will reveal itself over time about that extra so. cue yeah and i i love that if you i speak spanish and Amar means to love. So mm. you've got that at the end too. Mm. So yeah, I think there's a lot of cool names. Like my my friend has a float center in, in Mexico City and she named it Calma, obviously means like calming. But when they were she was like showing me the new logo, I was like, did you realize that Alma, the word for soul, is also in it? So it's almost like calming oh. your soul. <gasps> so I love Ooh. I love when you can sort of, yeah, see different meanings and symbolism in one word. Me too. That's what I like about soul, Katie's soul, Mm -hmm. because soul means sun and Katie means pure. And that's really how I want to walk in the world is as pure sun. But soul also has this sort of double meaning if you don't see it spelled as your soul. soul. And you also Mm. are full of sunshine. Like you really do radiate brilliance in that sense. So it fits. Thank you. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit today about your journey to where you are now, because it's been really interesting and similar to me, you found yourself in some more formal settings, maybe with some boxes around you. Yes. And I would love to hear about that portion of your life and how you got to where you are today. So I think it all started for me when I was in my like early teens. I think I found my first tarot deck somewhere without Mm. really like knowing what it was when I was like 13. And I knew it was like a secret for me. So it was totally a secret until, and it it really remained a secret because my family, although now they're like super open, like I definitely had, there were some moments of like, who's this crazy lady? Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. But I went with one of my best friends from 
from childhood, Kayla, to her aunt's house. And they're the ones, they were like these lovely two women and they, we just had a great weekend and they gifted me my first like of my own deck. And so I was probably 15 when I got my own deck and like a book and they took us, they took us to get our like, um, birth charts read. It was like such a great sort of initiation if we want to think about it that way. Um, and then it became really like a secret hobby of mine because I was in that point, I think I was already in high school. I was in a like a pretty conservative boarding school where my grandfather and great grandfather had gone and like they weren't ever going to know anything about this. Um, and it really became sort of a very soothing practice for me and like a really a way to, to touch my, like looking back, I didn't think of this at the time, but like, I think it was my way of exercising my symbolic mind in a, in a Mm. scenario. And I'm lucky because I'm, I'm smart, but like, it's really easy to lean really into your logical mind and like mm-hmm. getting the good grades and knowing things. And mm-hmm. I love all that, but I'm really grateful that at this point I'm integrating both and like strengthening both, um, which I hope everyone can do. Cause I think it's a really great way to sort of live, but I also think it's a great way to solve problems, to like open yourself up to a whole other, you know, element of yourself like when people are always talking about we only use 10% of our brains yeah like the more and more I think about it because you're I feel like everyone's like but I want my logical brain to get even stronger and it's like if you don't have the foundation of symbolic mind and the logical mind mm. sort of integrated as a foundation I don't think totally. we'll get beyond our 10% so I we can do that okay um so, so after from high there school. after high school it I, I was in college same thing it was like hidden in my closet, like my roommates never knew, mm. um, went into the world, started working, um, kept it secret. And then I, I decided to move to Mexico for work. And I, I found this like temporary apartment with someone who's now one of my very best friends. And I don't know, on the third night there, she like mentioned something about meditation and tarot. And all of a sudden she was the first person that I like went, I went to my class and I was like, I have a tarot deck. And like, so I learned Spanish. A lot of my Spanish learning also came from like coming home from work where I learned a lot of Spanish. I had migraines for the first six months that I was there, but um, we would just read tarot and talk about our day. And like, it was really fun. And so it was a great way to learn, but that I think was the the beginning of it. Um, and so she, she started teaching me a little bit of Qigong. She gave me my first sort of formal meditation, green Tara, which was a beautiful one. And mm-hmm. And yeah, so it sort of started from there. And then I started actually going and and doing more sort of the body therapy, the sort of shamanism with one of my teachers, Gretchen. And there came a point, um, there just came a point where I just felt like I couldn't do both anymore. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. couldn't, uh, I actually was in a meeting and we were, I worked in commodities and I was in a meeting and someone was proposing like this deal in Colombia, and it just didn't like, I almost cried. I had to, I had to like dig my nails into my, like the inner wrist, you know, Mm. and like just not, it was, it was too hard at that point for me. I think now I could do it, but I hadn't, hadn't integrated enough. I hadn't like worked enough with things. And so I actually took a sabbatical and then I ended up, you know, working with startups and progressively worked more in, in my sort of in my industry, but in more startup kind of atmospheres that have a little more room for weird the woo the woo room Um, for the woo yeah but you know the more I think about it it's really 
I wish our educational system in general mm-hmm. like valued the other part, but because yep. I think that's what's missing. I think that's what's totally. missing for so much of our world. Um, this therapy and and understanding your symbolic mind and and how they can go together. Um, Because I think there's some things that you can really rationalize, but if you really feel into it or you look at the symbolism of it, you you can't be okay with it. Totally. So that's, that's how I got here. So I, I left my last like formal position. um, And, and now I've just been working on this and sort of, cleaning up some family karma and enjoying you know, life. Just the regular um, everyday stuff. The regular stuff. everyday stuff. So yeah, so December, I'm really excited for the launch to bring it out into the world. Me too. I'm so excited. And I think what you speak about is so important. And I feel the same way that it really starts, if, the earlier you can start understanding that there's a world beyond this world and understanding your consciousness, understanding how to move into your heart, you really open your pathways of what you can experience in this lifetime. And while I wish there was more of it in schools, I do feel that coming in. I feel my one of my kids works with this amazing kids coach who we're going to have on the podcast too. And he actually left education because he saw what was missing. And in his own experience as an educator and just the work piling on and piling on and really not being able to touch the kids in a deeper way. And so now he he's in the UK and they do these Zoom calls and it's really cool because as a parent, certainly I can teach my kids a lot about consciousness and my sweet spots really with adults. And I really love to tap back into those settings that we both came from, whether it's individual or going into a corporation and really working on how can we raise the consciousness? Because I'm sure like many of you listening, you like us have had those experiences where you've sat in a room where something didn't feel right, where you didn't maybe feel safe to speak up and to share your voice and I feel really passionate that we need to change that experience so that more and more leaders in corporate settings can go in and can have the tools in their toolkit and those around them have the tools as well to receive somebody saying, hey, you know what, that doesn't feel right for the people or the process or whatever it might be. And especially when it's totally legal, like it's legal, common practice. And then there just comes a point where you're like, but it doesn't feel right. Yeah. So that's where I think the logical brain can be very like, but it's, you know, it complies with this and it's good for this. And like, if you look at the return on here, it's great. It's like, but it doesn't feel right. Mm. Um, And I think in a corporate setting, you have to choose one or the other. And I think in some sort of spiritual circles too, you have to choose one or the other Mm. because I'm sure you feel that sometimes where like, you know, I'll go to a meditation retreat and I just, people think I'm like weird because I, I like doing finance kind of stuff. And I, I yeah, enjoy yeah. things that aren't totally like, super ultra spiritual. I love that guy. I'm <laughs> YouTube, but like that ultra spiritual. And it's like the same side of, of one coin where it's like either you're super rational, super logical, or you're super spiritual. And it would be nice if we lived in a world where you didn't have to choose totally. between both. 
So and I'm, I'm glad I'm, that there's a kids coach because if we can like make that normal when you're young, I think it, it'll be easier, but it's never too late. Totally. I'm going to definitely tap into more um, kids stuff on the podcast as we go forward too, because yeah. it's really important as conscious parents, those of us that are parenting in this way, that we have more tools in our toolkit. And that's part of living a mystical life. I always say a mystical life is a life that you consciously create. Yeah. So tell us about your current creations in your mystical life. You are on the move a little I bit am. coming up. So this wasn't my this wasn't my plan for the summer to be here, but it's been nice to have a New England summer. I think I'm going to spend a month in Chicago for the first time. So there's an art exhibit there, and um, the part that I'm most excited about for Alkmaar is that I wanted to. So I got my first officially mine tarot gifted to me, which is sort of the old fashioned way. Like you weren't supposed to choose your own or buy your own. Mm, and, so cool. And it's great that we can do that. But I feel like, you know, a lot of people just get their decks on Amazon, which is convenient, but it's not very magical. No. So there's a symbols library. So you'll go into a symbols library and then depending on what you are drawn to, you click on that symbol and then three cards from three different decks will pop up. And you sort of can feel like which one calls you more. And then, I mean, you can explore all three, but it's like a different way. The algorithm will just sort of like, and that's, I love marrying mm. sort of technology, rationality, and then yes. it can be kind of magical. So, so that's how you'll be able to choose it. And then eventually like, it'll take you to mm. the regular sort of boutique side of things. Um, but to do that, I have to like tag every single deck, every single card with like the different symbols I think this card really represents. Mm. So that's going to take a little time. So that's going to be my project in, in Chicago. I think I'm going to lock that. myself up and do that while enjoying every beautiful thing Chicago has to offer. And what a gift to all of us to be able to have that experience. And so many people come to me who've never owned a tarot deck or an oracle deck. And they ask, like, how, how do I pick one? And what what's the process that you go to? And to have a site like Anissa's where you can go on. And she's done all this deep work behind the scenes to enable us to have this beautiful experience. And I use all the decks before I... Yes. So I try to use them all in readings because there's some decks that have beautiful art. And then you get them into a reading and they just don't they don't do anything like the energy's not there. They're not touching. Maybe they have a lot of sort of, they have a lot of energy, but they don't have like archetypical transformational energy. So it actually kind of messes things up. You can't resolve things or get clarity on things. And then there's some that just have that energy that we don't, you know, I've, I've opened a couple that like my hand starts hurting. I'm like, we're not using this. One. No, we're not even, no. this is here. Mm -mm. Just not, not going there. So that's the other thing is that you don't have to be super sensitive to energy or or understand tarot and hopefully every deck will be something that can like help you explore your own symbolic language help you see what's happening in your own life um you don't have to be a reader to have tarot too it can be just a little mm. check-in beautiful um okay so, so for somebody who's new and i'm actually it's funny i don't know for those watching behind me i have all these yeah. all these decks here yeah. on display i actually when i travel I pick a new deck whenever I go to a new location. And that's sort of like my souvenir, my bring home. I know some nice. people do like a 
an ornament for the Christmas tree or whatever it might be, a magnet, a snow globe. But Mm -hmm. I collect decks (laughs) when I travel. And I'm curious for newbies Mm -hmm. who are like, "Mm, I'm really curious. I want to get my first deck, but I don't really know what to do with it. What do you recommend? So context. My favorite part of doing a reading for someone, I always have bunches and bunches of decks. I always choose like two or three that I'm mm. like, I think these are the ones. Um, and every deck, well, like tarot for newbie newbies is really, it has the 22 major arcana and it has four suits and it has like a framework. And there are sort of, you can memorize meetings. And this is part of why I wanted to do Alkmaar because you're going to yeah. be able to learn the tarot through art Ooh. instead of memorizing meanings which comes in handy but um what i love is finding tarots that have that like they work in that framework they have the great energy they they can be transformational but then they also have their own flavor Mm. and i think it's really funny like how the flavor like if you listen to your intuition like it just comes out that this is the perfect like the four of cups we've pulled for you before yeah that's not a traditional like rendering of the four of cups it has no, the energy it has not, the meaning it but it, four it of fits cups. for exactly what we were talking about mm-hmm. so i think people i think go with the symbols mm-hmm. like let your symbolic mind speak to you a little more um in on the website you'll have like an art gallery of like con- i love contemporary art and i go to a lot of art fairs so you'll have pictures of different contemporary art and traditional art and renaissance art or whatever and just sort of feel what that flavor is mm-hmm. and then you can find um, you can find the, like go to the symbols library and like, if you, the owl is speaking to you, like mm. click on the owl, see which ones come up. And I think choosing the deck, the magical part is to listen to your intuition. Mm. So I don't want to give you too many steps. Just like, just like feel it, feel um, it. And feel like what flavor, it. what flavor do you want? Like tarot has many flavors. Totally. And what's beautiful too is I like to, when I pull a card, I like to really study the card for a minute Mm -hmm. and just see what I interpret through that art and what is it meaning to me before I dive in. There's all the decks usually come with a guidebook and you can dive in and see the interpretation there too. But there's something nice and personal about and getting into practice where you're getting more tapped into your own intuition yeah. by doing that before you dive, before in. You dive in. Yeah. And just also like I can use the same deck in different readings and it has a very different meaning in the context and just what I feel, what, what I'm zeroing in on, like what's speaking louder in terms of symbology. So there's really not a wrong way to do tarot, which is great. Yeah. It's just, and I think for newbies, it's just like get to know it. Um, pick a card, However often you feel like it, don't get neurotic and start asking like same question and like doing <laughs> things, just like let it speak to you and then let it sort of sit and then mm. see like, see how that shows up in your everyday. Like where, where else is that energy? You know, maybe there's not a magician with a wand, like the magician comes out for you, but you know, that he usually is, looks really powerful and like he's got all his tools. And so, you know, if it comes out reversed, it could, you could be thinking about like, okay, well, what tools am I missing? And then go throughout your day, like, what tools am I missing? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be so literal. You know, it could be a training you need or, or like the tool of self-expression or anything as sort of intangible and tangible. Maybe literally you need a new car. Maybe yeah. you can't do your job because you don't have a car. Sometimes. It can it's, be very, very tangible. 
It can be very literal. And it's so beautiful to tap into somebody like Anissa too, when you really feel new to the experience or you're really so deep in, then you can do it for yourself. But it's a beautiful gift. Anissa just did a mini spontaneous reading for me before the podcast. And it illuminated exactly what I needed to see. And it was such a gift to receive and not always be the one um, doing it for myself. So sometimes just sitting back and receiving, you can have a different experience. And I didn't actually share with her what I was inquiring about, but it came up through the cards pretty quickly. Yeah. No, I think it's always great to because tarot is also, if we want to think about tarot is exploring, helping you explore your unconscious and by definition, it's hidden. Um, It's hard for you to see it because you... Mm grown up or in that moment you don't want to see it yeah um and it can be beautiful things it doesn't have to be like no this was about something of of doom and gloom but um it's hard to see for yourself and then Mm. so i i I have people like i yesterday i made my i mean my one of my best friends and one of my sisters i was like get a tarot deck i need to make a decision i I don't feel like whatever so they were pulling cards and it was like okay and as they were telling me which cards they were seeing it was like okay and like you said like it brings you to that point of clarity, but totally. I couldn't have done that myself. Yeah. So tap into a trusted friend or call Anissa. <laughs> and Anissa is actually going to do a reading for us too today for the collective. So maybe now is a good time because yeah, I want to also go into some conversation after yeah. this around sacred rage. Oh, okay. I like it. Um, so we're going to pull some cards from the Sufi Tarot. One of my favorite decks that I discovered this last year. Um, it is a beautiful deck. Yeah, I, I just love these cards. What should we put cards on? Okay, let's pull for the collective as we close out 2023. What messages are rising? For all of us, as we close out this year. Speaking of the magician we got in this deck, he's the Mm -hmm. alchemist. Um, Oh, I feel that. So what's cool about this card, if you can see, he's got all these papers swirling. So it also feels like, all right, you've got your magic. You've got what's going on. And there's energy that like we need to clean up, (laughs) clean up the the loose ends. And this is, this is where sort of the mundane world and the tarot world can very much um, come together because it's also obscuring a bit of the view of like the planets. And it's just a little bit of, it's like magic, but don't forget that mental noise and noise in your life can also block things. But I love this card. So there's lots of magic in the first module of the how to really manifest your dreams course in soul school. It's all about shedding the shit because we do actually have to clean up our own mess. And then we've got the death card, which I love in this one because it's sort of like this path coming forward. You can see like the cleaned up energy, no more Mm. papers floating. Um, and I, the death card is actually one of my favorite cards. Me too. I think after you get to know the tarot, like, yeah, it's, it feels scary at first. It feels scary because you're like, oh, we get it. No, but it's great because it's transformation as you're going along. It's not just the hamster wheel. Totally. 
So I think let's pull one more card as the gift yeah. to help us with all let's of this. Let's see what the gift is. Mm. Ooh, the four of coins. Okay, so the four in this particular moment, this feels very much like don't hold, like as we're facing a new mm. beginning, as we're facing, can't hold on too tightly. Yeah. So as you're cleaning up things, like there's things mm. that can be like, so yeah, so we don't want to hold on too tightly to anything. But especially what we need to clean out for 2023, because we're heading into a, I think a really great year. Next year's an eight year, which is maybe we should pull one for 2024 too. Oh. 2024. I like the eight year too. We get the ten of coins. So the reward for doing all this cleaning up is um, more family, more joy, and the ten of coins is traditionally more abundance. So, woo! All right. For an eight year. Come on, 2024. <laughs> but in order to get there, we got some work to do. We got yes. some cleaning up, some tidying. And right now we're almost stepping into Virgo season. And Virgo season is such a good time to tidy up. I love my Virgos in my life. Yeah. And they are the ones that keep us organized and together and focused. I have, my moon is in Virgo. So yeah, my Mercury is in Virgo. So. I do carry a little bit of that in myself too. Yeah. Lots of, lots of past lifetimes being that Virgo archetype and, yeah. and it's needed. I was just showing Anissa, we did this altar with my kids in the kitchen and, you know, it was just needed a refresh. So this is a great way to move energy too, as you just clear the space, you wipe it down, you call in a certain word or phrase. And we did it actually for every room in our house. When we're recording, this is like right before back to school. We want things to feel good and tidy and organized. Yeah. So the kids each came up with a word for their rooms. Lila had high vibe for her room. <laughs> ben had organized for his. And we had for the mudroom, tidy. So different words. Yeah. And just so that we could really call in that energy and to make cleaning and tidying fun too. But it really does shift the energy and the feel. Even Anissa noticed right away when she walked into the house, oh, this is new, this is fresh, and it does feel so good. And it doesn't have to be a whole house overhaul. It's sometimes just these simple practices of just mm -hmm. taking one space, whether it's your makeup drawer mm -hmm. or your, you Even know, just your makeup bag, your makeup <laughs> bag, the junk drawer. I don't yeah. know if everyone has a junk drawer, but we always have like a junk drawer in the kitchen Definitely. and it just feels good. And it's another great way. I know you, I know there's like a thousand articles about like how to create an altar. This is what you should have on your altar. And some, sometimes those guidelines are like really great. Like when you want to deepen your relationship with the elements or a new whatever, but I think it's just a great way. Anything could be on your altar. Totally. So like, what are you trying to call in more? What are you trying to work with? What's showing up for you? So it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to have, like, I love your crystals, but if you're not a crystals person, you don't need crystals. No. And what was fun too is, you know, the kids all chose different pieces for this altar. My son got this huge conch shell to put on, which has so much interesting symbolism. And yeah, you can have a lot of fun with it and just trust your intuition and yeah. make it fun. And 
um, bring in other people if you feel called to. So speaking of ritual, Anissa just came off of this really (laughs) beautiful ritual that we don't always think of as necessary or important, but tell us a little bit about how you spent your night last night. (laughs) So again, as a preface, I do a lot of sort of body based therapy where the idea is that your emotions are in your body. And because just to be a good member of society, we have to, and and it's a good thing. And in some cases, we don't all want to be like completely unhinged as we walk down the street, but um, that ends up with a lot of like unlived emotions sort of Mm -hmm. stored up in your body. Mm -hmm. And um, I have someone in my life who I like to call the goblin. So Mm -hmm. leave her as the goblin. We clearly don't have a great relationship and there's a lot of like built up anger that I can't Mm. express towards her. I've done a lot of therapy and, you know, you you punch pillows and it's, that's nice. And that helps. But I got to the point where I just, I touched my deep rage (laughs) and been there and it's like, I hate her or I hate this or I hate it or I hate it. I hate it. Mm. So I booked myself a rage room. Okay. So what is a rage room? So basically you pay to have like lots of stuff that you can break. The particular rage room I went to also had this, like, and I wasn't expecting it. They have this element where you can do, like, paint, too, which felt a little too, like, fun for me. Like, this is to touch, like, my anger and yeah, my rage yeah. and my hate. And so um, I, I chose, like, all these glasses. There was, speaking of symbolism, like, a duck is sort of a, a symbol in my family that, like, mm. I've been trying to transform. But it ha- there was a duck mug there. I was like, we're taking this, oh. this lamp, this mm-hmm. huge bowl. And you go into a room. And I didn't know this ahead or I would have made my own soundtrack. But they, like, there's a little phone outside where there's Spotify and you can, like, choose the music you want. Cool. And then, basically, they give you all these implements to to destroy like everything um and it's a safe space to do it because it's got you know you're in a full jumpsuit you've got a full face mask on like i don't recommend doing this not in a professional setting but then Agreed. So you, you pick your like creative stuff and then they add stuff and then they like set it up in the room and then you can they curate your, they curate your, your anger your anger so there's these two like barrels that they like set things up on. And then there's like a wall that's covered in like chicken wire, I think. And they put the frames up. So like, there's a little bit of give, um, like an appliance or two. And I just started like hitting Ooh. things, like breaking things. And it was like, I was, and I, I, I was in a good mood when I went, I was like, maybe I should have waited for a day, better. but you, you have to book ahead. So yeah. Like, All right. This is it. And it was so liberating. Oh, like, I mentioned oh. that, like, I was thinking about this this morning when I was getting ready. Um, and, like, if you don't remove the rage, if you don't, like, let it out, because the funny thing happened, I was so joyful afterwards, but not mm. because I was, like, joyful about my rage. It was like, I let it out. I yeah. left it there. I you transmuted the energy. And I went with that intention. Like, I didn't, yeah. like, I went and I was mm. like, I'm just going to, like, today is the day that I'm going to let myself express 100% of it. Mm. I used a crowbar. I used a monkey wrench. I used oh my a baseball bat. It was, and yeah, I had Marilyn Manson on. Like, it was, it was like not my, my typical day, but it felt so good afterwards. And it really opened my heart. I mean, mm. I woke up this morning and told you I had so much energy. Mm. I didn't go to bed until like two in the morning because I was just like, I had this rush of energy that I felt like. So my metaphor is that, you know, if you buy these beautiful creams and serums, but you never wash your face, mm. like, it's great. Like, they'll probably do something. But if you don't wash your face, you're never going to get that full benefit of anything. And so it felt like just washing 
a way of really a really big layer of rage that I'd gotten in touch with, but like it's hard to find a safe space to like really express. Yeah, I'm better in a rage room than with some unsuspecting person in your life that happens to trigger it totally and doesn't deserve it. So, and I love that you put this sacred intention. You booked the rage room with intent. You knew that you were wanting to move the energy that was stuck around this particular relationship. And I think it's so beautiful. So, So, and so important, you know, it is really necessary to scream and yell and let these emotions out. And and it was great because everyone, like the music was really loud outside too. So at first I was sort of like, do I need to warn them that I'm probably going to be yelling and screaming? I didn't. And like, they didn't say like, didn't flinch when I came out and they gave me some paint. They're like, here, try this. And I was like, this is not a happy, this is not for happy time. But at the end, I actually like, I, I put the paint on and like smashed something, but I felt like it was like the end of it. It was like sealing the, mm. sealing the moment. And then I just left and it was just like, okay. And that was, that was it. So um, yeah, I, I think I love your, your phrase, shedding the shit. Shed in the shit. Shed in the shit. Shed in the shit. But I, yeah, I think that there's, we've got so much in trouble shit too. Yeah, and that's and that's okay. We all do, and that's that's not bad. But I think um, in mystical living, it's really important to do that because that's what lets so much other energy shine and flow. Totally. And the reality is, it's you know, I teach everyone in the course. It's not a one-time thing. Yeah, you know, we don't just shed it once. It's a practice. And in the course, we actually schedule it. Like we schedule different aspects of shedding and put it on the calendar so that we are constantly doing that. And when we do that, then we make room for new to enter. But if you just keep piling on more shit and not letting it go, it's just like, you know, a house. If you just keep adding things into your home and not taking things out, not donating, not giving away, not disposing of things that are broken or unusable or repurposing, then, you know, you, you become a hoarder and we don't want to become hoarders with our emotions and our angers either. We want to release those things. No, and it's, yeah, it's really nice because sometimes it's not even bringing in something new. It's just uncovering something that didn't have Mm. space or like wasn't able to be expressed because it was under that. Um, yeah. And this morning I was reminded that like the heart chakra, like every chakra oh. has its right. Mm. And the heart, cause I was kind of like, that's weird that like, that was so joyful. Yeah, that your heart but the heart so chakra is right is to act and to express. Mm. And so if you're able to give yourself that like sacred space and mm. a rage room, you can express everything that's not really acceptable to accept, like, you know, to express upon somebody else yeah if it's a, an authentic emotion and i think that's that's why i think rage rooms are amazing <laughs> amazing so everyone book your rage room your rage don't room. try it at home don't try do it, it in a safe mask yeah. to setting where you're jumpsuit. not gonna have any glass like yes you don't want that flying in your face yeah and you probably don't have a crowbar and a monkey wrench available so no, I, I definitely don't <laughs> have those items here at the Just house. ready, but they were they were great. Uh, I know. Yeah. And do they let kids go too? Is it? I think you can. There must be an age limit. But when I was signing the waiver, it was like, are you an adult or a minor? Okay, interesting. Um, and you could have more than one person in the room, which 
maybe I, I don't know it felt like may, for kids I think it would be good to have somebody else in the room but I yeah there was something about just not having anyone look at me like going to town on things that like maybe maybe I don't want people to see or like wanted a space that I could just be a hundred percent yeah me. but apparently they have birthday parties there too wow yeah. Mm. yeah so interesting I keep a really large punching bag in the basement and when I can feel like energy and somebody in the house like building I'm like you know what why don't you go spend a few minutes yeah. and really you know do some movement with the punching bag one of my teachers when he was um doing his masters he's a mexican so he's still living at home he got a punching bag for the whole family to and everyone like went down and did it before dinner and it totally transformed like the conversations at dinner because you were able to get like the frustration of the day mm. out so I, I think punching bags are a great like everyday like just maintenance and then every once in a while you need to yeah. yeah yeah and i like this one the one we have like you can kick it you can punch yeah. it you can do all the things that's good all right that's good totally necessary okay we're on to something here i like it all right, let's shift for a minute because I want to talk about the dream time. Mm -hmm. And I know that you've done a lot of dream work over the years. Yeah. Tell everyone, like, what, what does it mean to work with the dream time? It's really interesting because especially when you're working, you don't have a lot of time during the day to mm -hmm. do something. So it's a very yeah. efficient use of your time. Um, but it's really, I'm lucky I've always remembered my dreams pretty easily. Me too. So I didn't have to remember like figure out how to re remember how to remember my dreams yes um which you really, can do which you can do um i like to think of dreams as like little movies of your life mm. and everything in the dream is really about you mm. um and it's really just fragmented pieces of yourself or like more archetypical things of yourself and dreams i think are really just there to help us figure out our life in the best way possible mm. so i do do dream work um Sometimes, again, I go to a friend that's trained in like sort of dream therapy and I'm like, all right, I had this dream. I can't, I can't figure it out. And yeah. since dream, dream time is your time for your unconscious to talk to you. It's like mm -hmm. very great sort of experiences for you, for you to have. So yeah, I, that's how I work with dreams. I, I don't even write them down necessarily. Um, but you know, when you sort of wake up after a dream and you're in that sort of moment of the sleep yeah, cycle, what space. I do is like, I, I almost like. Tell, like tell myself to remember these things yeah. and you don't have to remember every single detail but again it's like a language of symbolism so pick out the things that are like showing up and are most important and I find usually if I have like two or three of those the next day when I wake up I can remember the whole dream after I'm like oh no it was about something it was like there was a shell and Katie was there and then all of a sudden the whole dream comes back okay yeah um so yeah I just try to like talk about the dreams with someone or just write about them mm -hmm. but I think it's just Again, it's another way to like see what you're not seeing um, and think of it as a way to expand your your awareness, your consciousness, your understanding of yourself, your understanding of situations. Yeah. Um, because it's really easy for us to sort of deny how we're feeling mm -hmm. about things. Um, yeah. And then when I when I really when I don't have someone there and I'm sort of stuck, I'll pull some cards um, mm. around like, OK, so yeah. what was this representing? And because tarot is sort of this like convenient packet of symbols. Yes. It like helps you. OK, so that was the devil. This is the magician. This is that. And you can kind of work out how your subconscious is speaking to you. Mm. I love that. Yeah. I also do. I do write my dreams down every night, yeah. because every morning, because it's helpful for me 
to look at them over a course of a period of time. And I like to do that. So I'll look at them maybe every 30 days or so once a month and just sort of see, okay, like what themes were coming out throughout all of these dreams? No, that's a really, if I were more disciplined, I would would do that too. But yeah, no, I think, I think it's a great practice. Um, And it's one of those things because the more, I think when you can't dream if you're not sleeping well, Yeah, I also think it's a really great um, indicator of of how deeply you're sleeping and you're resting. And we need our brains for for our everyday life and for our our dreaming life. So totally, that's. I think Elkamar is going to get into some brain health stuff that I've been experimenting with myself. Okay, give us a little teaser. Oh well, I think like sleeping is really important. So like tracking. I agree. Um, really figuring out how to get into deeper sleep. I've been working mm-hmm. with some different herbs, mm. trying to figure out ways to like relax and different sort of nighttime routines because mm. I think everyone has a different nighttime routine. Um, I started also, and it's weird. I don't know if that's what's been helping me sleep better, but I started taking cold, like no hot water at all. I'm not sure I could do this in the winter, but like right now it's summer, so it's okay. Um, and it's somehow like, opening up my apparently like raises your dopamine levels like 250%. Um, the week that I started doing that, I started sleeping much more deeply. Okay. So you're taking a cold shower Cold shower at night. No, in the morning. Oh, in the morning. Yeah. Okay. I, but I think it like, you know, the, and I'm doing the, I, I've been doing this before where you go out and you get sunshine. Yeah. And I felt like that wasn't helping like re like really, I don't know, waking Reset up in the morning. Or re- yeah, exactly. So I don't know. This the cold shower. All right, really cold so, showers. We'll I'm a big fan yeah. of the cold plunge, cold shower. I didn't think I would ever like them. I was. I know. <laughs> yeah, but then they get really addicting, yeah, don't they? they? Do. Because they, they totally give you do. this like surge of like, whoo. Yeah. No, I lived in New Orleans for a year during the pandemic, and right, there was this place called Vibrant Market. You would love it. We should go sometime. Okay. But the owner there, Lauren, and another woman that works there Sarah like I was coming in for the red light therapy which was just a nice like easy like kind of thing they're like don't you want to try the cold plunge like, absolutely not and I was like fine I'll do it so I'm competitive so you know I was like yeah fine of course sure. not a win um I found like my sweet spot was three minutes and that was all yeah, I wanted three minutes is perfect yeah I think. that was that was just a great year to have that down the street um when I was on Necker Island uh, about a month ago they have this beautiful cold plunge right on the beach. And so we were kind of having a good time and everyone was taking turns in the cold plunge and you could refresh it. So it would get colder water over time. And there were um, a few competitive people in the mix and um, some of the amounts of time were getting quite high in but for me three minutes I just I don't I think you get what you need in three minutes and beyond that is just not necessary I I feel like you stress your kidney or something I think so there was this guy that got up to like 40 minutes wow he like but he couldn't go anywhere his body wouldn't stop shivering like he had to like just I think eight eight was the top in the group he was was a little extreme but yeah 40 no judgment just not for me (laughs) Okay, so as we begin to wrap up, tell us all the ways that people can find you, get in contact, and we'll put it in the show notes notes. too. 
Um, so Instagram is an easy way to get in touch with me. I'm Joadanisa, which is a play on Joad's Vib. So J-O-I-E-D-A-N-I-S-S-A. Um, you can also reach me at, I think by the time this comes out, I'm going to have Anisa at Joadanisa. Okay. So that, if you want a reading, if you're curious about things, you can Beautiful. email me there. Um, and then Alkamar is A-L-Q-Q-A-M-A-R. And that'll be a website where, as of next week, when we're recording this, you'll be able to sign up for the newsletter and get the launch notice and um, maybe invitations to be in the beta test group that I'll do. Um, so love a good beta test. That's I will be in the beta test, be in the group. test group. Yes, I'm also my corporate, old corporate friends. Now I'm also very good at QA. Yeah, it's like a hidden talent it is a hidden talent and it's nice to have like people you trust to do it oh my gosh i really want this to be a site that's works well and that you know the fulfillment center i think is going to be really great at like putting things together we're designing we're doing the finishing like version of the packaging design right now so i'm Mm. excited to see what the experience (gasps) of opening it is and yeah i hope it's a way to bring a little more magic to to like the new wave of being able to actually like choose your own deck um, and I'll have gift certificates. So if you want someone else to have that like experience, um, mm. they can do that. But yeah, and oh, then it just what a great present. It'd be like a little bit of a surprise. So I love it. Woo. <sighs> Amazing. So check out Anissa in all the places and book a reading with her in the meantime. It's really a treat. And before we close out, do you have any parting wisdom that's just like, raising to your heart that you want to share i don't know i think i think it's really find your own flavor like i Mm. think that's not emphasized enough um find your own flavor path it's like yeah really find your own flavor don't feel like you have to dress one way or that you have to have this or that if it calls to you like do it i love it yeah I love that so much. And also it's okay to take off the layers of yourself too and really come deeper (laughs) and deeper. Yeah, so wash your face. You can Um, put on all the beautiful adornments after and the lotions and potions. Sometimes there's beauty just in the simplicity of washing your face and really seeing the true essence of who you are and gazing in the mirror and giving that beautiful face a smile all right thank you thank you thank you thank Anissa. You so this for having so me. much fun bye everyone i'm grateful for your presence on this remarkable and captivating journey today together we've delved into the realms of limitless possibilities and unlocked the secrets of our true selves A mystical life is not a mere coincidence. It's a thrilling adventure that you actively shape with intention and passion. Remember, when you follow your light, you not only illuminate your own path, but you also radiate light to the world around you. The world eagerly awaits the magic you have to offer. Follow your light and let it guide you to incredible heights.